This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. We've been talking about, you know, uh, magnificent obsession and uh, that's really talking about Jesus, you know. That's what that's all about. And we've talked about that a, a few weeks and all. <clears throat> and he should be a part of our life every day, should he not? That from now until eternity, you know, really should. Um, I'm kind of changing gears just a wee bit, but it's still very inclusive of focusing on our magnificent obsession. And I want to talk to you about radiant joy. And you think, oh, joy, okay, big to do, okay. No, no, no. I mean, joy is like somebody teaching you how to use dynamite or something. If you understand joy in your life, how it empowers your prayers, it empowers your life, empowers your business and your marriage and your relationships. Joy, if we'll read God's word about it, it's just a powerful topic. A whole lot more than maybe we would think about unless we've done an in-depth study. But let me uh, read you here in Psalms 34. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. And what percentage is all? 100%. I will praise the Lord every other day. No. No. 100% of the time. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly what percentage is constantly? 100%. 100%. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all, and what percentage is all? 100%. Let all who are discouraged. You ever been discouraged? Yes. 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 Okay. I just said you're going to be honest too. Okay. But he says here, Come, oh, let all who are discouraged take heart. That's what he says, isn't he? Yep. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt. Do you, do you ever tell of the Lord's greatness? Yes. Do you ever tell of the Lord's greatness? Yes. You know, we teach kids to pray that way over their meal. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. And we sing a song about that. How great thou art. How great thou art. Anyhow, it says, come, let us tell the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me, freeing me from all my fears. What percentage is all? 100%. Is that, is that something that people are dealing with right now, fear? Yes. If you watch the news, you, you can be thrown into fits of fear right away. Uh, we see wars and all kinds of crazies going on rest around, around the world, but it looks very, very obvious that whatever we're seeing somewhere else could be right here in a, in a day or two. If you watch the news, and I'm not recommending it, you know, to be honest with you, <clears throat> I'm really not. Anyhow, he says, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me, freeing me from all my fears. Let me see. Do I have that with me? I don't know if I have that with me or not. Oh, man. I know where it's at. You know where it's at? Yeah, I'll be right there. You do? You've been playing in my bags? I was looking for something else, and I 
felt it in there. Anytime we lose something in my house, we just go find one of my bags that's sitting around somewhere, and it's usually there. Okay. I can't believe she puts her water bottle here on my notes, and it's dripping, leaking all over. Don't tell her I told you that, okay? Man, she can't find <laughs> I wasn't talking about you much while you was away. <laughs> did I do that? Oh, oh no, I don't know who did that. I don't because yeah, then we could it will dissolve it. my notes. We have, and then you'll have to preach next service. Notes. Oh, man. Okay. Anyhow, it says here, let me just read verse 5. It says, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. You understand radiant? Don't shine it in anybody's eyes. That's radiant. And I'm not going to shine it in your eyes. Oops. Did I shine in somebody's eyes? Uh. I'm sorry. Anyhow. I forgot how many thousands. Oh, it's 10,000 lumens. You know, I left it on. I can't believe I did that. Where are you? (laughs) I'm over here. (laughs) Don't squirt water on my notes anymore. Okay. I'll squirt it on the light. (laughs) But he says here, "Those those who look to him for help. Whatever is going on in your life, we need to look to God. For our help. It says those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Why would we be radiant with joy because we look to him for help? Because he helps us. He answers our prayers. He comes to our aid. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Not just, I have a little joy. Radiant with joy. You understand radiant? We understand. Yeah, I saw that too, you know. But they will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. I cried out to the Lord in my suffering. I cried out to the Lord in my suffering and heard, and he heard me and he set me free from all my fears. 100% of my fears And fears is a thing that creeps upon people right now. Everywhere I look, people are hopeless, and I see tremendous fear in their lives. And I'm not talking about just other nations. I'm talking right here in our our nation. Just on the same verse 7, for the angel of the Lord guards all, 100%, who fear him. That's a reverence to Almighty God, and he rescues, he rescues them. And he says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who trust in him. We, we, we put our trust in him. We, we ask him for help in our times of need. We put our trust in him. He says, oh, the joys of those who trust in him. And joy is the most infallible sign of faith. Do you have any joy? Yes. Okay, well, then you have some faith. If you're a joyless person, 
There's very little faith to be found in you if you're joyless. Because God's word and the fulfillment of his word and, and his promises brings radiant joy to us. See, joy transforms our tragedies into triumphs. Joy does that. As you do a search throughout the Bible, you'll discover how many blessings are linked to joy, you know. Now, I'm not talking about that bubbly effervescence of your favorite soft drink. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know, that's not the joy I'm talking about because that bubble fizzes for a little while and then soon it's gone and it's empty. And what's that other word I'm looking for? Flat. Flat. Let me see if I have some. Now, if you're going to drink a soft drink, Sprite's probably one of the best ones, I suppose. That's what I've been told, anyhow. Oh, Peter shouldn't do that. Okay. It's just, you just kind of feel like you should do it when you have it. I just, would anybody like this? <laughs> now that it's been shaken. I don't see one hand. I need a volunteer. All the kids are up in Super Church. Oh, did you volunteer? Somebody over? Come you on, did? Julio. <laughs> Yay, the one day so. <laughs> but this is yours, no matter what happens. Okay? Okay, it's yours. But would you open it now? Yeah, maybe point Make it toward them people. Wherever. I don't know. Open it. What? No, open it. <laughs> open it. <laughs> it's yours. Give him a hand. Awesome. Well, you see, that still got some fizziness to it, but shh, a lot of it came out. But if you leave it open for a while, what's going to happen? A day or two? It's like, yeah. You know, it's just kind of flat. Well, when I'm talking about joy, I'm not talking about that kind of effervescence. Shh, oh, it's a wonderful thing. Empty, flat, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It says here in John 15, verse 1, it says, I, and this is Jesus talking to us. And this word is so relevant. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every, us, what percent? 100% of the branches, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Let me ask you a question right now. Are you bearing fruit for God? Is that a yes or no? Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's going to be positive about that. No. But listen to what he says. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. The branch is us, you know. Every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And I meant to bring my pruning shears, but I forgot. But I always have something that will do. And I've pruned many a, a grapevine with with that one there, but he says, every branch, 100% of them in me that does not bear fruit, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every, that's 100%, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Hmm. He doesn't take it away, he just does a little bit of pruning that it may bear more fruit. So when God does a little pruning, and, and it might seem to be destructive, and it might be seen to be, oh no, this is the end. No, it's not. He says, 
he prunes. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the, the word which I have spoken to you. And Jesus says here in verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You, you, you can't just carry a branch around with you and it just starts producing fruit. You know, it's got to be connected to the vine. You know, the vine's got to be in the soil. And he says here, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it in- abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Much fruit. That's what he's talking about. If you're abiding in a relationship with him and his words abiding in us, he says you're going to bear much fruit and find out what he's talking about about this fruit. You're going to bear all kinds of fruit, much of it. For without me, you can do nothing. No thing. Without Christ, if you're not abiding in him and his word abiding in you, you, you can produce no thing, nothing. Zero. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Yes. If you abide, the word abide means settle down and make yourself at home with him. If you abide, he says, if you abide me, you settle down and make your home with me, and my word abides in you, it makes his home in you, you'll ask for what you desire, and it shall be done for you, is what he's talking about. Psalm 32, verse 1 says, Oh, what joy. And he's talking about this radiant joy. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Is that significant to you when your sins, your disobedience to God, does that impact your life when you've been forgiven? Yes. It brings radiant joy. Yes. There's no more guilt. There's no more shame. There's no more consequences of the sin when you've asked him. And he says that with joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sin is put out of sight. You know, the media would like to put your sin on tomorrow's news. But God wants to put your sin out of sight. He forgives us. That's what he says in his word. Let's pick up here in verse 2. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Psalm 63, verse 7. Because you are my helper, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. Sing for joy. You ever sing for joy? So I want you to make a copy of your loved one singing for joy. (laughs) Just the audio. Because they might do it mostly in the shower. You know what I'm saying? And there's, oh, you know. That'd be fantastic. But we sing for joy because joy releases something in our lives. It genuinely does. It's powerful. And he talks about, you are my helper and I sing for joy because you're my helper. And I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. It's like an eaglet in the shadow of mama's wings there, you know. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, don't be dejected. Don't be miserable. Don't, Don't be gloomy. 
You know, that's what he's talking about here. Don't be dejected and sad. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy that the Lord gives us by abiding in relationship with him as we're abiding in us is your strength. A lot of people go to the gym to get strength. And if you got the joy of the Lord, there is a supernatural strength, a radiant joy that comes when you're in right relationship with him. If you need strength, rejoice. The tendency, the easy thing to do in difficulties of our life is to complain and groan and moan and belly. It, that's natural, but it's supernatural to receive his joy that brings strength. And we can overcome those negative things. Psalm 31 verse 7 says, I am overcome with joy because your unfailing love. For you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemy, but have set me in a safe place. And I have reason to rejoice. Radiant joy. Psalm 65 verse 8 says, Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in all of your wonders. God is wonderful, isn't he? Yes, he is. For where the sun, from where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. Radiant joy. And if you had seen the sunrise this morning, you would have been joyful. Or, you know. So see if you can see it when it sets. It's pretty cool there too. It's just, wow, God did that. And y'all just remember, he does it for me, but you can enjoy them as well. Sunrise and sunsets. I can take it personal because I know him. Okay. Anyhow, Psalm 92. Psalm 92 verse 4 says, You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because... Oh! Oh, I was just acting it out. I sing for joy because of what you have done. He's awesome. Fantastic. Wonderful. John 15 verse 8 says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. It glorifies. It honors God when we bear much fruit. He doesn't want us barren. He wants us not just to have some fruit, but he wants us to bear much fruit in our lives. That's what he says here. But this... My Father is glorified. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you. My joy may remain. Now, you, you, you've had some joy. You've had experiences of joy. Might have been closer to happiness than, than joy. Happiness comes by what happens. You've had something good happen, right? And you're very happy. What happens when something bad happens? You're still happy, but you're the unhappy person, okay? That's what he's talking about. These things I've spoken to you that... My joy may remain in continue you. Continue in you. Endure, okay. And that your joy may be full. Your joy may... Have you ever had your joy full? Yes. Do you even know what that means? That your joy is... Well, I've I've had some joy, you know. I've I've had some joy. But, But does it remain? Is it genuinely full? 
And, and that word, you look that up, he talks about that your joy may be full. He's talking about your joy is complete. Your, your joy is perfect. He's talking about a full supply. And, and that word full means to level up the hollow. If you got a big old dip in your yard and you, you have a, you know, somebody, you think, hey, you got a pickup truck? Could you bring me a pickup truck, truckload of uh, nice soil and put it in that? Have you ever done anything like that? And they put it in there and it's like, it takes 20 truckloads of soil, not one, to fill up the hollow that's in your yard, you know? But it's talking about to, to fill up the hollow, you know, to level it up. Do you have any hollows in your life? Joy will, will fill that up. But he says here that your joy may be full. Uh, some people today are empty. They're, they're hollow. John 16, verse 24. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. And this is Jesus making a statement. Ask and you will receive. Jesus said ask and you will receive. That your joy may be full. That your joy may be what? Full. You, 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 you have leveled up the hollows in your life. Your, your radiant joy. It's full and it changes things. It gives you a supernatural strength for all that you got to deal with. That's what he's talking about. Luke 5, verse 5 says, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so... If you say so, is he saying so today for us to do things? Yes. He told them with his own mouth, he's telling us by texting us, you know. <laughs> and he texts us on a regular basis. Honest to goodness, he does. He says, if you... If you say so, we'll try again. And this time, their nets were so full. Their, their, their nets were full like he wants us to be full of joy. You know, and being full of joy, it might seem like your nets are going to break, but they won't. Okay? And he said here, and this time their nets were so full, they, they began, to tear. began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Your Joy, when it's full, is highly contagious. And other people will catch it. That joy of the Lord that is your strength, that radiant joy, it is contagious. Someone once defined failure as living without knowing what life is all about. Feeding on things that do not satisfy. Have you ever fed on things that do not satisfy? And you can tell. And the, just eating food because a few minutes after you're done and you're stuffed, you're looking for something else to eat. It didn't satisfy. Anyhow, he says, living without knowing what life is all about, feeding on things that do not satisfy, thinking you have everything only to find out in the end. You have nothing that really matters. How disappointing and discouraging that is to go through life and find out you really did not acquire the stuff that really matters. It never satisfied us. Left you empty and left you hollow. He tells us in Psalms 37. Take delight. And that means to take joy. Take joy. In the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. He wants to answer your prayers 
to fill up your joy. That's the truth of it. C.S. Lewis said, I sometimes wonder whether pleasures are not a substitute for joy. The same way that sex is a substitute for love. Sex and love is not equal. But sometimes we pursue pleasures and we think, oh, I've got joy. But you need to be filled up. There's hollowness in your life. You have happiness for a fleeting moment because something good's happening and you're happy. But then the next day, you're unhappy because of something that happens. I'm not talking about happiness. It's joy is an attitude. It's a position. It's a place. Happiness is fleeting. How many times can you lose and regain and then lose? Lord, just help those people who are in need right now. Yes. Whatever's going on, where that emergency vehicle's going, might be somebody we know, but we ask that you help them and, and help the responders and draw them unto yourself. Surely they all have needs. Minister to them, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. What are we talking about? <laughs> that happiness is fleeting, but joy sticks with you. And it really does. And joy can be full and joy can be radiant. More light, more bright than you could ever imagine. And it pushes away and disperses the darkness in our lives. There's a Christian woman, she wrote of an experience that she had that may be a blessing to those of you who uh, listen to this right now. One very rainy night, a little over uh, uh, a year ago, she said, I locked my store and I headed home. There was a pouring, chilling, drenching rain and a high wind. An umbrella was useless. The cars were late and I waited on the corner for three quarters of an hour. I was soaked to the skin and chilled to the bone. And then I had to ride in two cold cars. When I reached home, there was no dry clothing laid out for me. There was no warm supper. The fires were banked and the house was cold. And now the Lord has been good to me. He has blessed me with a very happy disposition. But this night, the blue devils is what she calls them. Don't often trouble me, but they were there that night. And I thought, I will feed my kitten. <clears throat> I will not bother with any supper. And I'll go right to bed and have a good cry. I began to remove my soaked clothing. And as I did, the Lord brought these words to my mind. There's never a day so dreary. There's never a night so long. But the soul that is trusting Jesus will somewhere, somehow, find the song. Because that song will change your life. You, you access the power and the strength of Almighty God throughout the Bible. If you go on a little search, you'll find out where rejoicing changed things. Ask Paul and Silas about it. You know, ask Jehoshaphat about it. It, it changes things in our lives. No matter how bad it is, it changes things. 
And there's another old song we have sang. We, we used to call it Devotion in Motion. But it went like this. Joy is a flag flown high from the castle of my heart. From the castle of my heart. And my hands are that joy. That's what it's on. That's what it was, Devotion in Motion. Joy is a flag flown high from the castle of my heart. When the king is in residence there. So let it fly in the sky, let the whole world know, let the whole world know, let the whole world know. Let it fly in the sky, let the whole world know that the king is in residence there. And I said, joy is the flag that flies high from the castle of my heart. And you know, that's, that's a common thing when certain people or in their palace, the king's in his palace, you know, uh, they'll raise a particular flag. If the flag's not there, it means the king's at home right now. But uh, there should always be a flag raised in our hearts. And, and, and this is the temple of the almighty God. And, and let that joy declare, my king is residence there, even if it is rainy, even if we have had some disappointing times <clears throat> in our life. Oh, let me see here. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart. What has your mouth been speaking about this morning? What was your mouth speaking about yesterday? And I'm not talking about just on one five-minute occasion. He says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. That's just what happens out of the abundance of your heart. Because whatever is coming out of your mouth, it came from your heart. And there's some of you, you really wouldn't want nobody to know right now what's been coming out of your mouth because it tells us what's in your heart. But we want good stuff to be coming out of our mouth, don't we? Because it means there's good stuff in our heart. An anonymous minister in Nebraska wrote the following late in life. This is a minister. He said, if I had my life to live over again, I'd try to make more mistakes next time. <laughs> now, I'm not necessarily recommending that part of what he said, to intentionally try to make some mistakes. But he said that. He said, I would, I would try to make more mistakes next time. I would relax. I, I would limber up. I would be sillier than I have been this trip. I'd take more trips. I would be crazier. That might not be a good idea for you. <laughs> I just looked at you because that's what you said last night. But anyhow, that's what he said. And that's, I can identify with that. I would be crazier. I would climb more mountains, swim more rivers, watch more sunsets. I would eat more ice cream. Can I come to the ice cream special y'all having for sure, the women? Sure. Awesome. I would eat more ice cream and less beans. And if I had to do it over again, I would go places, do things, and travel lighter. If I had my life to live over, I would start barefooted earlier in the spring, stay that way later in the fall. 
I would ride on merry-go-rounds and I would pick more dandelions. <laughs> now, I know some of y'all hate dandelions. I've talked to some of you and you try to eradicate them. Did y'all see the lawn of the churches you came in this morning? What was there? He purposely, he purposely didn't mow, so there, you can enjoy the dandelions. And I actually have a couple of them picked right here. I don't know if you can see them or not. Fry them up. You know what? That's what we do. You pick, and this is the part that you fry up and you, you eat. You know, you just pick the heads off, dip them in a little bit of batter, throw them in a frying pan with some olive oil in there, and they are delicious. Try it. They're not poisonous. No part of the dandelion's poisonous. It ain't going to hurt you. But they're delicious. We've fried a couple hundred at a time, haven't we? Yeah. Really have. And then you can eat the greens in a salad. Yeah. Eat them younger because if you let them get really old and tough, they'll become a little bitter. And then you can pull the roots out, you know, and the roots about the size of the stem. Well, it's actually a little bit bigger than the stem. And you can wash them off, throw them on a cookie sheet, and roast them in your oven. And then you can grind them up, you know, and, and that's what our forefathers used to use as coffee, the roots of dandelions, you know, and it's pretty good stuff. Anyhow, he said he would pick more dandelions, and I would too, you know, because every part of them are good for you in some way or another. Uh, okay. Sidney Harris once wrote, the most miserable people I have known have not been those who suffered from catastrophes, which they could blame on fate or accident. But those that are the most miserable are those who have had everything they wanted except the power to enjoy it. Are you enjoying life? You can, and it has nothing to do with circumstances. Nothing at all. God is the source of all your joy. He's the source of all our joy, radiant joy I'm talking about. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. He said, in his presence is fullness. Will we fill up the hollow? Living in God's presence <clears throat> is the fullness of joy. That's where radiant joy comes in. That's where answers to prayer are, are, are empowered and, and pushed upon us. And, and, and our joy is full and overflowing and is contagious. He said, in thy presence is fullness of joy. And at the right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I tell you, God is not just an addition we add to our life. Well, we got a house, and we got a car, and we got a dog, and we got a cat, and we got some kids. Well, we should just add God to our life, I reckon, to kind of to make us well-rounded. God is not an addition. A lot of people for many years thought uh, you have a school, and you just add a couple of scripture verses in there, and you have a Christian school. And you add a little a scripture or something here or there, and you have a Christian this or a Christian that. But we're talking about relationship, where God is number one. You seek him first above all else. And all the things we have need of will be added to us. That's what I'm talking about. And remember, joy is the infallible sign. 
of the presence of God in one's life. Joy is the infallible sign of faith. Did you know that? It really genuinely is. Well, what, what is the opposite of joy? Some of you are risky and you spoke up. Some of you are, got the answer, but you're not going to say nothing. The opposite of joy is unbelief. It's doubt. Because if you believe what the Bible says, he tells us. It changes our life. We will rejoice. Yet will I rejoice. Paul and Silas in a dungeon in a prison rejoiced at 12 o'clock after they'd been beaten and their feet were fastened socks. They rejoiced and God sent an earthquake and it set everybody free. The lack of joy is the lack of faith. That's just the truth of it. Because when you find out that this is true, and faith rises in your heart and you'll obey that and you'll pray and you'll see answers to prayer and there's this radiant joy that happens because he's true to everything he's ever said. That's just the way it is. Uh, let's look quickly here at, at Psalms 51. Verse 2 says, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. That, that brings radiant joy when you're, you're clean and you're forgiven. And I acknowledge my, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Hyssop was the plant that they took, and uh, when people were coming out of Egypt, and they sacrificed a lamb, and they took a plant of hyssop, and they dipped it in the blood, and then they put it on the doorpost, on both doorposts, and then they hit it on the top of the door. And if you can see the imaginary line that's being drawn there, you know, on the top as that blood drips down, and then over here, it's a cross. And he, he, he tells us that person of hyssop, hyssop, and I'll be clean. Watch me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness. And that should be part of our prayer. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out mine, all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. See, when we sin, we lose our joy. When we disobey, we lose our joy. And we just got to confess our sins and let him forgive us. Have you ever lost your joy of, of, of salvation? Listen to what he says here in verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Restore, it means I've lost it. Restore the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me, nope, it's the, it's the joy of whose salvation? Thy salvation. It's God's salvation. He's the one who saves me. He's the one who shares what he's done with me. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. And then, I'd circle that word then in my Bible. Then, after you restore to me the joy, I'll, I'll teach 
transgressors of thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto you. Won't you restore joy? I'll talk to people and they'll get saved. But if you got joy and you're going, don't you guys want what I got? <laughs> no, stay away. But if you're just exuberant and you're radiant with joy and God's always answering your prayers, miracles are happening in your life and you tell them about what has given you this joy, they'll want it. Because it's the real deal is what I'm talking about, you know. There'll be more souls led to heaven by a man or a woman who wears heaven on their face instead of just wearing death on your face. Joy. And the Bible tells us a merry heart is good like a medicine. And some of us need to take that medicine. The merry heart is good for us like a medicine. Luke 15 verse 4 says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. Now, does that make sense as a kid? It made no sense to me. You got one that's lost in the wilderness, and you got ninety-nine, and we're going to leave the ninety-nine to go get the one. Well, what if something eats the ninety-nine? Nothing will eat the ninety-nine. You know what I'm talking about? Are y'all doing that? <laughs> Somebody's phone's acting up. a fire hazard somehow or something. <laughs> I have water to put it out, dear. There you go. You know what I'm talking about? Don't do this at home. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Where's yeah, mine? I've got honey <laughs> and I've got lemon and I just need some hot water. when something is going on within you it gives evidence to everybody around that's joy is Christ within you has he filled up the hollow inside of you then you will give the evidence it'll show up on your face it'll make a swizzle it will make a swizzle Awesome. 
That's fantastic. <laughs> Don't take much to get us whistling, does it? I could probably turn it off because that will be annoying because it'll drown me out, won't it? Not likely that it will be. <laughs> What's that? I said it won't likely drown you out. <laughs> I unplugged it. Some of us, you just can't unplug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll just bring it over here. In case I need it a little bit. Our time is kind of getting away from us here. You got to tell us what kind of tea that is, though. I meant to bring the bag. You'll never believe what kind of tea it is. I got it at a specialty tea store at the Farmington Mall. West Farms Mall. West Farms Mall. I'm not, tell, I'm not exaggerating. You, you, you probably wouldn't believe I told him. You tell him what it is. What would the name of the tea that he would like be? Anybody know? Dandelion. Nope. That wouldn't be bad, though. That wouldn't be bad. It's, it's called gunpowder. <laughs> Because, just imagine this, you know, I got my tea bag there, and we made this tea bag. <sighs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> it has a kick to it, you know what I'm saying? It's a green tea version. But it honestly, goes to, that's the truth, isn't it? Yep, it's called so gunpowder. And <laughs> I couldn't resist it, you know? It's just awesome. <laughs> Anyhow, so where was we at? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, the 99 leaving and then the whistle. Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, you, ever, you ever watch uh, Wild Kingdom years ago? Yes. And I watched, uh, what was the guy's name? Merlin? Marlon Perkins? You know what? You probably saw this too. And it came out on Sunday. And, uh, it was having problems somewhere with mountain lions, and they took a big uh, sheep, and they tied it out in this mountainy area, you know, and they were going to stay close by to rescue the sheep because they were trying to dart the mountain lion that was eating a lot of animals in the area and all. And anyhow, the mountain lion came up, and I watched this, and the sheep, it was only one sheep, the sheep ran at the mountain lion with his head down and boom, and knocked him for a loop. About three times and the mountain lion said, I don't want no more of this. <laughs> I had a sheep hit me in the leg quite a few years ago. Now, you know, when I went in his pen, it just hit me in the leg and I could hardly walk for over a week. <laughs> so sheep are not so helpless as you might would think they are. But why would the shepherd leave the 99 to go and help the one to find it that's lost? Because the sheep, when they're together, there is power, tremendous power. A mountain lion ain't going to attack a whole flock of sheep, but he would try to, one, you know. I don't think he's just too good at that either. But that's just the way it is. This is talking about sheep. Now think about that. How important is it? Let's read the rest of the verse here. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders. Rejoicing! Radiant joy, I found my sheep. And he came back 
carrying it on his shoulders. He comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. Think about that. The Bible says there's more joy in heaven when one person accepts Christ, they've been found. Then over the 99 who are already all together, there's power there. A hunter who had been out all winter alone trapping for furs, he tells this story. It was March, just as the ice was starting to break up. I was hunting for beaver on one of the remotest, wildest lakes I've ever visited. There couldn't have been a human being within 80 miles. Suddenly I heard walking through the loose ice. I felt sure it was a moose. I had my rifle ready in one hand and I was pushing the canoe paddle with the other. Careful, I rounded the point and I saw a man wading in the ice water. He had nothing on his hands and his clothes were almost, nothing on his hands or feet and his clothes were almost torn off. He was wasted to skin and bones. And, and I got his skeleton figure into my canoe, canoe and I rode to shore and I built a fire. In his hand was a bone of an animal which he had gnawed to almost nothing. I gave him food and hot tea and the next morning I found out with great difficulty from him his hometown. And after a week's travel I arrived at the town where he said he lived. I found the town in great excitement. More than a hundred men were scattered throughout the woods and the mountains looking for this man. It had been prearranged that if he were found, immediately the bells should be rung and guns should be fired. Soon as I brought him, a shout went up. His friends rushed to him and the bells pealed forth in loud notes and the guns fired echoing again and again and again throughout the mountains and the forest until every seeker knew he had been found. All day long I had to repeat the story and people were crazy with joy. The man came from one of the finest families. His memory returned to him. They dined and loaded me and loaded my canoe with provisions. They forgot all except about finding the lost man. It's the most important thing. Let's just say that one of your children got lost. All the other ones were okay in the house. Is that cool? No. Or would you go looking for the... Mm -hmm. What if it was raining? Would you go looking? Yes. God feels the same way. Every man, woman, boy, and girl needs Jesus. That's the only way you get to heaven. And that's what the Bible says when one man is found, accepts Jesus into his life, the angels in heaven have a party. And I think we should do our best to keep the angels a rejoicing. That's right. The prodigal son, oh man, killed the fatted calf. They had a party. And that's one of the most powerful things that you and I can do in this life 
It's to reach men, women, boys, and girls. It really is. Hudson Taylor, he said, if your father and your mother, your sister or brother, or if the very cat and the dog who lives in your house is not happier because of you being a Christian, it's the question of whether you really are one or not. Does your life radiate joy and change people's lives? Yes. It should. And genuinely should. They should want what it is that you have. Luke chapter 10 verse 17 says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yeah. The disciples, Jesus, demons Obey. They laughed when we said leave. When we use your name, they were so excited. Uh, they joyfully reported to Jesus, Lord, even the demons. Obey when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan falling from heaven as a flash of lightning. And I have given you authority over all. That's over 100% of the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice just because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered as citizens of heaven. That's what's worth rejoicing about. Okay, that's you. That's not me. Hello? Oh, I forgot. Hello? <laughs> Nobody's home. Okay, but that's the truth of it. He says that's... It's not that you have supernatural power to cast out demons. He says the fact that you have your name written in the book of life and you can, with your joy and your sharing, other people can be forgiven and have their names written in the book of life. That's what I'm talking about. That's the most important thing you can imagine. Listen to what it says here. James chapter 1 verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way. Do you ever have troubles? Yes. When troubles of any kind come your way. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Great. Unlimited is talking about. Abundant joy here. Radiant joy. That's not natural. That's not natural. It's like, it's an opportunity. Here's trouble. Oh, I have an opportunity for great joy. It, it don't sound natural. It don't sound normal. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let, let it, grow. it grow. That's what I was saying. I'm just helping you say that. <laughs> let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed. That means your endurance is mature. You will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Let it grow. That's what he's talking about. Even though there's trouble, you have an opportunity, not just for joy, but for great joy, what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And you'll read throughout the Bible, we've only hit a couple of high spots, but throughout the Bible, you're going to see where trouble came and people rejoiced and victory came. Miracles happened when people rejoiced. And let this kind of maturity grow and fully develop in you is what he's, he's talking about here. You've got an opportunity to rejoice when trouble comes your way. It's a supernatural secret that people can discover. Uh, okay, we're just going to, real quickly, 
Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses. That's the faithful, the joyful, the, the believers, what he's talking about. A huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And that sin that really trips us up, trips us up is a sin of unbelief. There's all kinds of sins that trip, up, trip us up, but there is a sin of unbelief, of choosing not to believe God. Reading it, hearing it, nah, I don't believe that. Saying so you think it justifies it, but it does not. God's word is true, no matter if you agree or not. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And, and you run better when you stripped off the weight mm-hmm. and the sin, the sin that's tripping us up. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. That's how we run this race, by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion, champion. who initiates and perfects our faith. That means the author and the finisher of our faith. Because the joy waiting awaited him, he endured the cross. Did you hear that? Because the joy awaiting Jesus, he endured the cross. The joy that Jesus was looking toward of experiencing was having a relationship with you. And because of the joy of having a relationship with you and spending eternity with you, he endured the cross. The Bible says he could have just called the angels and wiped out all the bad guys, wiped out everybody on the planet and said, I'm not doing this. It's not worth it. But it says the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Like mamas who already had a baby or two, the joy of having another baby, she endured the pregnancy and she endured the birth. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And the For the joy that was set before Jesus of having a relationship with you, he endured the cross. And he was joy-filled and joyful, and that's what he wants to share with us. And we need to remember that. We need to apply this to our life. Well, one more verse, and then we're going to stop. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 18 says... And it's in the Amplified Bible. Though the fig tree does not blossom... No figs. Y'all like figs? I love figs. Especially fresh ones. Oh, man, they're awesome. They really are. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines. The, 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 there's no grapes on the vine. Though know? the yield of the olive fails. The olive trees aren't producing any olives. And the fields produce no food. Nothing's growing in, in the garden. Though the flock is cut off from the fold. The flocks are cut off from the fold. You're, you're losing your flock. And there are no cattle in the stalls. And this is what we would call the equivalent of Murphy's Law. And you've heard of Murphy's Law. Whatever can possibly go wrong has gone wrong. And that's what's going on here. If it can go wrong, it has gone wrong. And in verse 18, the first three words says what? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. But in the Amplified, it says, yet I will choose to rejoice. Did you know? Rejoicing is a choice. Mm-hmm. And you choose, well, I feel a little bit more like complaining or belly aching or groaning or, or whatever. But he says, although everything, my livelihood, what we're going to eat, money to pay our bills, everything is, is, is cut off. It's, it's worse than a pandemic, you know, everything. Yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. This is that radiant 
joy we were talking about. <clears throat> I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God. Exultation means joy. <laughs> Rejoice! Well, choose I, I, to shout I, in joy. Choose? Can you can you make a choice to do that? Yes. Well, isn't it a little bit embarrassing? No, <laughs> not too bad. I think a good word to rejoice with is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Why don't we see if we can rejoice for a couple of seconds? Now it's embarrassing to so those of you who are too embarrassed, you don't have to do it. But the rest of us can if we want to, if we want the supernatural power of God flowing into us and through us and all. That's a good idea? Mm -hmm. You think we shouldn't do it? No, we should. Yes, we should. Yes, we should. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what you were trying to say there. <laughs> okay, on the count of three, we start with the word Jesus. And just do what it says there. I will choose to shout in exultation and joy in the victorious God of my salvation. One, two, three. Jesus! Yes! Praise Him! Hallelujah! Now, there's some people saying, that's just so disgusting. I can't believe they're so emotional. Now, you get emotional over a piece of pig skin that they're throwing around on a football field, and you hoot and holler and throw popcorn and soda on all people who you don't even know who they are, and you're jumping and cutting cartwheels because of a piece of pig skin they're throwing around on a football field. I think we can get excited about Jesus, don't you think so? I think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our sins are washed away. We're going to go to heaven. And whoever we tell this awesome, fantastic good news to, they can go to heaven also. The supernatural power of God flows when that radiant joy is operating in us. And this is the joy that gives us strength. That's what I'm talking about. There's so much more to this topic. But let's read this because we're just about done. Yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hind's feet. That's white-tailed deer is what he's talking about there. And makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence. Spiritual confidence. Knowing the word. Knowing almighty God. And knowing that he'll never leave you or forsake you. And knowing that his word is true. And what you believe and what you say is true. 100% true. He says walking forward with spiritual confidence. On my high places of challenge and responsibility. Oh, you know what? In, in, in just a moment. We're going to release you guys, but I'm always trying to do something to help you remember, and y'all probably didn't believe I'd do this. Again. Again. But. Joy. Last week, we were talking about the magnificent obsession. And why do we give you a almond joy? Because they're indescribably Indescribably delicious. delicious. And he is indescribably awesome and wonderful Jesus is. But I want you to remember our lesson about joy, radiant joy. So please help yourself to an almond joy on your way out once And these again. are not just leftovers. We gave them all away last well, week. Well, we bought we these yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I did not eat all the leftovers. So. I ate a few, but not all. <laughs> Anyhow, so we're sharing. Get your 
<laughs> we're, we're sharing the joy, okay, with others. That's a good. We should do less about sharing the joy. When you go buy your own almond joys and share them with people and share them. There you the go. Source of joy. Well, I would like us to pray and just reaffirm our faith in Almighty God. As many who may be here or may be online watching, they refer, reaffirm their faith or maybe they declare their faith for the first time in Jesus. So I'd ask you all just to join me and pray with me out loud together. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I believe that you love me. I believe that you love me. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. And he gave his life. And he gave his life. For the joy that was set before him. For the joy that was set before of him. Of having a relationship with me. Of having a relationship with me. We know Jesus died. We know Jesus died. On a cross. On a cross. To pay for our sins. To pay for our sins. And he rose from the dead. And he rose from the dead. And we open the door of our heart. And we open the door of our heart. And we welcome Jesus. And we welcome Jesus. The risen Jesus. The risen Jesus. Into every area of our life. Into every area of our life. As our Savior. As our Savior. And our soon coming King. And our soon coming King. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.